This episode of the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast was recorded on March 22nd, 2019 during the WSU Plant Science Symposium. The theme of the symposium was Foundations for the Future, Embracing New Agricultural Technologies. As part of the program, five innovative researchers from across the U.S. and the world agreed to speak about their research. All five researchers also agreed to sit down with me for a few minutes to explain their work and how it may relate to wheat growers in eastern Washington. Welcome back to our special series from the 2019 WSU Plant Science Symposium. My guest today is Rosanna Saracawa. Rosanna is originally from Brazil. She earned her BS degree in agronomic engineering in Brazil, her MS degree in entomology is from the University of Nebraska, and she finished her PhD in entomology at the University of Florida. She started at DuPont Brazil, now Corteva AgriScience, as a research scientist in 2011, where she was responsible for challenging insecticide and nematicide products in development by trying to figure out their flaws and strengths before sending the products out to the field scientists throughout Latin America. She currently leads the field scientists in the U.S. North and West and acts as the interface between what is going on in the field and what is being developed. Hello, Rosanna. Hello, Drew. So tell us, who is Corteva, this, this new company that's on the uh, horizon or actually not on the horizon, it's here, isn't it? Yeah, so Corteva is actually the merge of pretty much three companies. That is the DuPont Crop Protection, protection uh, DuPont Pioneer, and Dower Agro Sciences. Okay. So Dower Agro Sciences will be spinning off into Corteva in April 1st. And June 1st, that's when you're going to be spinning out into our own company. Okay. And so merging products from different companies and getting a whole new portfolio of things that you yeah. offer. Okay. Yes, we're getting a very... Uh, good portfolio and we're going to be able to now integrate the seeds and to seed treatments and the crop protection. Okay. So that must be an exciting time to be involved in a company like that. It is. It's a it's very challenging but at the same time very exciting exciting. Okay. So um I think one of the reasons these companies are merging is because um new products are becoming more difficult to bring to the marketplace. Uh, we found all the easy stuff. The new stuff's getting a little more expensive. So just what is the cost of developing a new pesticide? So according to CropLife, uh, in 2014, the cost of uh, bringing a product into the mar market was around $298 million. Okay. But internal estimatives with the type of regulations that are required right now, we believe that is around 348 million dollars for 2019. So that might explain why it's really difficult for smaller companies to, to get into this field because it just costs so much. Yeah. So a lot of companies, as you can see in the news, they're merging together or they are buying smaller companies to get more power on the development of new products. Okay. So as, as um, I listened to your talk today, uh, you talked about with some like 3,500 products get narrowed down to one, and it takes seven to 12 years to do that. How, how does a company prioritize which products they bring to market? So as, it, as you're win, winnowing that 3,500 down to 
one, what are you looking for in that new product to decide that you want to keep moving forward with it? So a lot of things that are taken into considerations, we try to look forward in 10 years. So what is going to happen in 10 years? So we try to predict everything that is out there. So right now we have a lot of products for caterpillars, so as a BT. So we know that we have a lot of products for caterpillars as well, you know, several motor factions. But so what's the next? So we think what is what could be happening in 10 years? So right now probably we're trying to starting to develop products for, you know, sting bugs and soybeans. Because okay. with the BT, we're covered, but what is not covered in there? Okay. So you really have to have a bit of a crystal ball trying to figure out that far out what the pest problems might be, be the insects, disease, or weeds. Yeah, we do a lot of marketing assessments. We talk of, with a lot of specialists. We do models to try to find out, even like resistance. So how long it would take to get resistance? Five, 10 years. So we get data and we develop models to try to understand what will happen in 10 years. So that's okay. how we prioritize our products. And, you know, we, we know that uh, future, probably the quantity of water will be limited. So we're also thinking developing products there are, you know, water stress resistance. Okay. So, so here in, in eastern Washington, wheat is kind of king. Um, and a, if you look across the country, it's corn and soybeans that are king. So um, as a company, you have to look at those different markets. But what do you understand the needs or how does Corteva go about trying to understand the needs of the wheat market, uh, say, in comparison to the corn and soybean market? So that's a, a lot of things we do market assessments. When we talk with growers, uh, you know, we have the field sciences, including one of my field science. He was uh, ex-faculty from here, John, Joe Yenish. Okay. So he talks a lot of the growers and customers and seeing what their needs are. And so looking to the needs, they also see okay, so we need to develop product for this, or if they have some issues, oh, we have a product that could control this type of issues. And so we kind of try to address that into our research and to get products developed to that specific issues. Do you, do you try to develop products specifically for wheat, or does it you're looking for it in corn and soybeans and then you happen to notice that it works in wheat or how, how is wheat, I guess, prioritized among the major crops in the U.S.? Um, yeah, the major research was in soybean and corn, but wheat is becoming a very big into our company as well, even special of our merge. Okay. So we have several products that are specifically developed for the wheat. Okay. Joe Yenish, by the way, was in my position before I came here. So uh, oh. you, you got a good hire there. Yeah, that's great. So uh, what are some of the implications of your work, you think, for wheat growers here in eastern Washington? What, what, um, what might they be seeing coming along down the line or how, how what you do affects what they do? So we're looking a lot on weeds right now. So weeds for, for the wheat. So that's the one that we're focused, but we do have 
some seed apply technology coming for wireworms. Okay, so, that's a big issue. Yeah, so we, we're developing new tools to address some of the issues that are coming up. Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much for taking some time while coming here to speak at the WSU Wheat or Plant Science Symposium to also come here and talk to me on the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time.